Welcome back to the Too Much Podcast presented by Biosteel and powered by Go Goat Sports. I'm Joshua Marshall. Tonight, I got Clay Vanderham with me. Vandy, how's it going? Vandy is dandy. Just fresh off a, a week-long vacation in, in Banff, Alberta. Uh, yeah, we went there with friends, so that was good. Um, and then I get to uh, spend the week in beautiful Fort St. John, British Columbia. Nice. You're doing so, that this week? Yeah, I, I fly out tomorrow. So nice. that's awesome. And that's another vacation week, or is that a work? No, week? <laughs> no, 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 that's work. It's back to work Monday, and then I, I fly home Thursday night. Nice. And uh, we got Phil Stockley with us. Phil, how's it going? Ah, uh, not too bad. Just uh, on the tail end, recovering from a little cold. You know, the old uh, man flu, where you're laid up for a few days and. Just, uh, you know, on the tail end of that, I uh, got some chickens this weekend, laying eggs already. So starting to, starting to get off grid, be self-sufficient out here. Had a boy. <laughs> yeah, Wayne Gretzky sounded pretty rough today on the TNT broadcast. And uh, last but not least, we'd like to welcome back. And uh, he is with us for his second visit to the Two Months Podcast, Andrew Ginther. Andrew, how's it going? Pretty good. Just uh, finished up my week off here, spring break. And Back to school on Monday, so thankfully the Sabres won a couple times. So those grade ten, those ten year olds don't rip me too bad all week here. Yeah, exactly. They like to get on me and my Sabres. So, nice. so we'll get into the Sabres <laughs> for you're, sure. Listen, so. you're a Sabres fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How long have you been a Sabres fan? Well, since '92. Dominic Hashik. That's that's what brought me there. So who? Hashik. Oh, what, really? Yeah. Wow. The best you know, goal ever played. Sabre fans. Well, there's a few of us around. There's a cloth scattered. There's a few scattered. You have a lot to look forward to, boy. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got a. There's a few guys ramping up. Bob Beretta, he's a Sabres. Yeah, Beretta. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, Joseph Yer, Joseph Yer from Ball Hockey yeah. too. He's another Sabres fan. So Yanish, a Tyler Yanish. Yeah, there's another one. There's there's a few. There's a few few name drops there for you. They're the Edmonton Ball Hockey scene for people that. Uh, that might not know, but yeah, fellas, Vandy, some great news. We'll go around the table, kind of a round table tonight. Uh, we don't have a guest, but uh, we do have a guest tomorrow. So that will be a separate interview. That is Elliot Friedman from uh, Hockey Night Canada and the 32 Thoughts podcast. So he'll be joining us in our... Uh, so this episode obviously comes on Monday. Elliot will be a special interview and that will come out on Tuesday. But uh, some big news, Vandy, and uh, you know us uh, partnering up with... Uh, Go-Go Sports, uh, they're out of Vancouver, Robert Reese and Robert Gray and all the amazing guys there. Um, you know, how excited are you for you for this? And, you know, I know uh, when we started this journey, pretty much when COVID hit, we never really maybe thought this would be a realistic possibility, but you kind of been there since day one when this podcast really took on and mm -hmm. you know, what's your thoughts and how excited are you for this? Well, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good opportunity and I want to thank um, the people at go goat sports for for giving us an opportunity and hopefully we can do them proud and just continue doing what we're doing and bullshitting sitting around the horn and 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 just talking you know hockey everything that has to do with it so, yeah yeah um, thank you yeah no it's that's uh, pretty sweet and 
Phil, you've been on with us here here for a few months now. Um, you know, for you, kind of get your thoughts on how excited are you for this and the journey that it's going to be. Um, you know, joining with uh, such a such a great network. Well, they probably heard me come on and were like, "We better pick these guys up." <laughs> yeah, <So. laughs> it's true. Yeah. No, yeah. it's it's really great, and like Vandy said, just like really appreciate the opportunity and. Uh, you know, I, I, I know I called you after, but Bosco, I'm really proud of you, buddy, for, for where you brought this thing. And, you know, I know this is a big dream for you and I'm super pumped to be on the ride with you, man. Thank you. Uh, thank you. And, uh, Ginther, I know it's your second kind of go around like second time on with us here, but, uh, you know, I know we, you and I've chatted a lot of times about this podcast, uh, at hockey and places that we would run into each other. And now you're going to be a part of it. And, you know, there's some visions and some things that we kind of want to go over to. And, you know, I think adding into your toolbox that the great things you've done on kind of covering the Buffalo Sabres and, um, you know, something a little bit different for us, having you a part of our journey here is going to be pretty sweet too. But any, any kind of thoughts you're kind of, I know you're new to it, but uh, how excited are you for this opportunity too? Oh yeah, it's it's super cool. Like, I feel like I hit the cheat code and got to like warp through a bunch of levels here to get right to the end because it's all set up here now. It's <laughs> yeah, enough to do the hard work. But uh, no, it's super cool. Um, excited to be a part of it again, as I said before, and just kind of echoing what Phil said. Like super proud of you. Like knowing from where you came from, kind of watching from afar, and to where you've got now, and just the guests you're able to get on. It's it's pretty crazy. So yeah, good job. No, it's. Uh... <laughs> Thanks. And, you know, it's a, it's a great team effort. And, you know, that's what I love is, you know, all of us, you know, and, you know, uh, Rupper helps us out and, and Broads helps us out along the way here too. And, you know, just kind of having some good friends. And I know we're called the Two Months Podcast and most of our interviews are do-based with me and one of the other guys here. Um, but, you know, sometimes these are kind of what we do too is, we get to get some friends and some some good people in the community on, and you know we go through this and have a roundtable discussion, and that's kind of how it is. It's kind of good niche for it, and you know we uh, get a lot of good feedback of it. But it you know, and then our listeners and you know sponsors, and then yeah, our guests that they're always willing to come on. It's pretty sweet uh, to kind of get this going, and never really thought this would be a possibility. It's always a dream, and now it's happened, and I'm just very grateful for it, and. And now the hard work comes, boys. Exactly, right? So, we, so uh, we got we got we got a reputation we got to uphold here. Uphold exactly, and that's good. That's a good thing. It keeps you open and keeps you honest, and you know, and the, the resources that we have that we can tap into with um, with Robert Reese and Robert Gray and and you know all the other ones, and obviously Dregs has been on with us, and Ray's been on with us, and you know, Sakaris and Price and you know, Jeff Patterson, like this is an amazing group of people that we have in our corner with us that are uh, willing to help and help out. And I think that's pretty sweet. And, you know, we'll kind of do a little bit more. I know we were heavy Oilers, heavy, you know, Leafs, heavy flames and stuff like that. That's kind of our, our thing. But, um, you know, we always love to kind of tap, tap into more things here, but Funny, uh, I was at the, I was at the, the brick, what do they call it? I can't remember what they call it, like an orientation camp or whatever. It's tryouts, basically. And yeah. I was there today watching because a kid on my team was made the final 40. And and I was wearing the hoodie. And there were people like 
kind of looking and just, Oh, hey, you can just tell, you know, and yeah. you walk by and I, I, not that I was like, Oh, Hey, can I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they, you could tell that they knew who, what, what our brand was. Yeah. So they were looking cool. for autographs, Clay. Come no, on. No, no, that's <laughs> what I meant. Like, you could tell that they were, Oh, you know, how did he get a hoodie? Probably is what they were, yeah. were asking, but they, yeah, you can just tell that people were recognizing the brand and, and whatnot. So, but, but that's where it starts, right? Yep. And I yep. think if we continue building our brand through that system, talking obviously pros all the way down to, to the minor level and, and, and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, let's uh, let's start off with some WHL stuff first, guys. Uh, before we jump into any any NHL stuff, uh, your kind of thoughts, uh, uh, Clay here, kind of you know, Connor Bedard, you know, the Regina Pats are up two nothing over the Saskatoon Blades here in the playoffs, and Bedard had a hat trick today, and he had three points the other day, and just kind of what he's doing and putting that team on his back, and you know, a huge win for them tonight in, in the playoffs. You know, I, I've said it. Coaching minor hockey for so long, I, I've always said, like, if you've got one or two players, and I'm talking like Adam or from Pee Wee below, if you got one or two star players, they can carry a team. I I don't know if we're seeing a shift now in, in the older level, in the older age groups. Yeah. But if you got one or two of those guys, they can literally, and we're seeing it firsthand in Edmonton. Um, Pittsburgh saw it, and obviously with Crosby, Colorado. Um if you've got that that one two players um, on your team, they can they can carry and do damage. And I like what he's doing is incredible. It's remarkable. It's, I, you it's know, they're a six. What are they? A six seed? Yeah, yeah they're a six seed. Six versus and, three. Yeah, six versus three. It's remarkable. Just, yeah, and it's they can't, how do you not stop them? Yeah, and like they're kind of showing the highlights tonight, and I was watching it too. Is just like, well, it's not like he's scoring like off the ass goals. Like oh, he, they're highlight real goals, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's and cool. in the playoffs. Yeah. Where it's now, the hardest that thing. It could to be do. the way the game is is moving too is is I'm sure in the you know 10 years ago in the dub, there's no way he would have survived in the playoffs. But now they, they're calling, they're clamping down, there's no fighting, there's you know that kind of thing. It's not as an aggressive of a league. So yeah, he gets the free will and getting that that's what happens. These, yeah. these kids with skill. I mean, I watched it today. God, there's kids out there 10 years old. Fuck are they skilled, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're flying, they're flying around for sure. But uh, yeah, it's it's remarkable what he's doing. Yeah. Uh get through your kind of thoughts on what you're seeing from him. And you know, Craig was on with on with us uh last week, but on Sports Center, he talked about, you know, what he's been able to do as Bernard in the fact of you know, he's doing amazing in the WHL, but the player he was in the world junior level, he was outperforming guys like McDavid and, and, and Crosby and whatnot. Uh, your kind of thoughts on what you've seen of him so far. Yeah, absolutely crazy. And I like, I don't know. I hear people talk and they don't think he's generational. I don't like, I don't know what, like this guy's crazy. He's unbelievable. The numbers he's putting up, like what he did at world juniors, like it's never been, done for Canada, like ever. Right. So yeah. and even here, like against the blades, I like, was just looking, they're the number, they're the number one defensive team in the Eastern conference, allowed the least amount of goals and he's ripping them apart. He's got eight points in two games, right? Like that's yeah. unbelievable. So, and it's not like they wait. haven't played him. 
Like oh, they yeah. played him probably more than any team or whatever being yeah. in the same. Yeah, body. they know him exactly. Jesus, yeah. it's just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's quite remarkable. <clears throat> Phil, your thoughts and kind of what we're seeing and. You know, that shot is just so deadly. And, you know, people kind of talked about his size, but I don't know, man. I don't think you got to stop talking about the size. I think this kid is the real deal. And and I agree with what Ginther said. I think he is generational. I'm surprised some people aren't. But your thoughts, Phil? Yeah, you say it, Clay. What do you, what, what's the shot called? Uh, toe drag release. Yeah. Toe drag release, hey? All kids do now. Yeah, I, all the kids are doing it. And, um. Like I'm, su- I'm surprised. Like no one else has kind of taken off with that shot because I don't know. It's a pretty good shot. Um, no, I, I totally agree with what uh, what Ginther and Vandy are saying. Like how, like they should know this kid. They should know how to. Like, like I, I just, I just would hate to be the coach and be like, how do we stop this kid? Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's definitely a task. Um, but you know what? That's why you play. That's why you do a best of seven too, right? It's so correct. I mean, the series ain't over. But I mean, are we seeing? Is his IQ better than we thought it was? I think so. I think that. Is, I, think, I don't I, think we we underestimated his hockey IQ. Yes. I think the government is making like super athletes. I'm just joking. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Um, I just think it's unreal, man. Like he. He is such a such a smart player, like where he's where he is, and and you talked about this numerous times on on podcasts before, Vandy. Of like, it's all about his teammates. It's all about the people around him. It's not. It's never about him, right? Hey, and there's a reason why he didn't. You know, a, a guy like that. They were out of the playoffs at the deadline. Yep. Right. So he could have easily went anywhere, and they would have got a boatload for him, but. He he made the choice. Whether he made the choice or the the team made the choice doesn't matter. But um, yeah, I mean it. Yeah, it's I, and I think it means something when you walk up to that podium, whichever general manager you are, when you get to pick him. But a lot, it definitely meant a lot to probably John Paddock and and the Regina Pats organization to have that podium conversation of with the first selection from the Regina Pats at a WHL, we take Connor Bernard. Like that means something. Yeah. That their so, name attached to him, right? Like, and I think he, not only maybe the organization, but I think there's some loyalty that goes and goes and goes inside of how, how special that was for him. A if, give and take, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, and that says a lot about his upbringing and, and what, um, yeah, and what all, kind of kid. All all I hear is the parents are unbelievable people. Bob McKenzie has told me numerous times of, you know, how special these, these family, this family is and how the kids never had a cheeseburger. Yeah. Yeah. He's never had fast food, man. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, man. It's, he knows what he's doing, man. So going on him and it's fun to watch and it'll be interesting to see where things go here as uh, things are, things are just kicking into gear in the, in the, uh, in the WHL. You know, the and Jamie McClendon said this the other day, like the Saskatoon, or sorry, the uh, Seattle Thunderbirds are like an American Hockey League team. Like the players they have is unreal. They're up to nothing over the Rockets. Uh, the Camelos Blazers, who are hosting the more Memorial Cup, or uh, they're up to nothing over the Vancouver Giants. The Portland Winterhawks are up to nothing over Everett. Um, Prince George and Tri Cities is one one. Uh, the Winnipeg guys, they're up to nothing over some over Medicine Hat. The so battle's got seven points. 
What's that? Sorry. Savoy's got seven points. Has it? Nice. <laughs> Saber, <laughs> people want to hear about that. There you go. You got to get that in. So, and then, uh, yeah, the Red, Red Deer Rebels, uh, they had a three, three, no shutout win, but the, the Hitman came back. So that one is, uh, one, one. And, uh, obviously the Pats are up two nothing and then, uh, Moose Jaws up two nothing over Lethbridge. So, uh, that's kind of your, our WHL breakdown. We'll get more into that as, uh, as the episodes go on, but we'll do, we're going to, slowly transition and do a little bit more and more WHL stuff. We've uh, mixed a bit of it in, but we uh, reached out to some scouts who want to come on and people inside that circle who want to talk about the WHL too. So we'll uh, be adding more uh, content there. Uh, let's move to our Edmonton Oilers report sponsored by our friends at Shattified Salon and Barbershop here in Edmonton. They got several locations Tell them that the two months podcast sent you guys and uh, they'll hook you guys up. For the deal and the pricing, they do shaves and cuts. Um, so yeah, it's pretty sweet uh, uh, gig that they got going on there. And they've been uh, a loyal sponsor to us since day one. Vatney, um, thoughts on the Oilers? They're rolling right now. Where do I start? Um, I was telling the guys. I was telling the guys before you came on. Maybe I'll get you going on this. Darnell Nurse sets a career high in points last night. Um, you know, he's got out of all his points, only one's come off the power play. Um, is there something in your in his game as of late that you're seeing that maybe he's turning turning a leaf and yeah, he's, yeah. Matthias Ekholm. Mm-hmm. He's not he do, he doesn't have to be that go to guy. And I don't. It's no knock to Darnell oh, Nurse. Oh, no, he's no, a, no, yeah, yeah, he's a good him. hockey player, but he is not a number one or a number two. He's slotted where he should be, and he's not getting exposed as much as he was prior to Ekholm getting here. And he he's he's allowing him or he's allowed to play a comfortable game, and I, he looks a little more comfortable. He's still sporadic and and whatnot, but that's just I think that's just the player he is, in my opinion. But he he he's like I say, he's slotted into the three four role. Or, or be it what you know, whatever it is, but no, nah, he, he he's looks more comfortable yeah. playing, and and you know, he, and we can knock him all we want about other stuff, but that's nitpicking. But hey, make no mistake about it, the oil are Stanley Cup contenders. Mm-hmm. They look they look really good. <laughs> and are you still? I know you put in the chat last night or internal group chat, but. Uh... He's still Jack Campbell, a game one starter come uh, April 17th. I, th- I think so. I mean, I, I think yesterday, just seeing one thing I've noticed too, that I, you know, you go on shitter on Twitter and all that. And you hear the guy, people yapping and, you know, homers, this, that, the other thing. But the one thing I've noticed is how happy yesterday they were for and how close not only yesterday, but the game before with, with Stu, how, how elated the team is for each individual achievement. And we've had a couple <laughs> over the last couple games, Yeah, but just how happy they are for each other and how tight that group seems to be. And I think that's really important for people to be aware of that. That's a dangerous recipe come playoff time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh that's special. I'm just fist pumping as you talk because Michael Stone just ripped one from the point. AKA Phil Stockley, uh, flames are out five, four. <laughs> so, uh, um, anyone who watches, uh, us play hockey, Phil, his comparison to an NHL player is, uh, is Michael stone. He's a 
but uh, no, all I got is a shot. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post it in, but uh, no, I think, I think you're right. I think you're right, Vandy. And I think you make good points. There is, you know, you're seeing it, you know, with the 300 goals from Connor, the 300 career goals from Leon, the 300 goals from, from, you know, Vander Kane and, and all these other achievements and they've locked it down in games that they need to lock it down in. And they're standing up for each other and sticking up for each other. It doesn't matter if you're Connor McDavid or, you're Clean Costin or Derek Ryan or whatever role you are, um, you know. And the, and the biggest thing is is having two goaltenders going into the playoffs. They got quite a few games left here, you know. I like those eat up pretty quick, but uh, you know, I don't think it's a bad option if Jack Campbell kind of gets that. But we'll see what Jay does if Jay's willing to uh, to lean to the veteran hand over the rookie hand. I obviously, you know, you look at the stats, but somewhat the recent play is looking good. And we'll get into kind of recent play because the, the Tampa Bay Lightning are rolling and Vasilevsky has, has, has definitely found his game. But, uh, um, you know, get your thoughts, Ginther, and kind of what, what you saw. You know, you saw a lot of Vander Kane in Buffalo and what he's been able to kind of do and change maybe somewhat of his game or what has happened on off the ice that may or may not be true. Who knows? But just the player that he's been for the Edmonton Oilers, and you saw a lot, a lot of him in Buffalo. I think it's just a lot of maturing, like coming into a team where he's not the main guy. He's not the big show. You got two guys for sure that are like <laughs> out of this world. Good. So you got to kind of fall in line. I think just getting older, he's just grown up. Like he was a very talented. He's always been a very talented player. Obviously mm-hmm. like the guy can, he can do everything. Skate, shoot. One thing I hated when he was on the Sabres, like shot, missed the net off the boards, out of the zone, like over and over. But <laughs> uh, I, and I honestly, I don't watch a ton of Oilers. So I can't super comment on it, but yeah, I think it just helps having those guys in front of them that are feeding them the puck and yeah. Yeah. And, and they take all the attention away and you can just, things seem to have quieted down from a lot. So yeah. yeah. Which is a good thing too. Um, Phil, your kind of thoughts on what Jay Woodcroft has done here, you know, on the coaching side of things and, you know, the structure and, and the record that he's had since he's taken over for this team uh, dating back to last year. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you asked because I was actually just going to comment uh, when it came around to my turn here that you know, as as much as I hate to say it, uh, Woodcroft's pushing all the right buttons on that team right now, uh, and and as Vandy said, you know, you're getting guys into the right positions in the right places, like you know, dropping Nurse down, like when you when you bring out Eckholm in, you're able to drop Nurse down to that second pairing, and and look what he's doing. So again, just you know. He's pushing the right buttons. He's starting the right goalies at the right time. So, uh, again, like as much as I, I hate to say it, like look out for this team because they're clicking right now. So, yeah, that'll be, uh, and we'll do a little bit more preview of the Kings versus Oilers game with Elliot tomorrow. But, uh, um, you know, we'll see, um, see how that goes. But yeah, they're rolling right now. They're, they're uh, firing at all cylinders and they're going to be a threat and, and it'll be fun to watch in this market. And that's where we are. So it'll be obviously a, a lot of fun for some and maybe not for others, but at the end of the day, it's uh it's good hockey and, and all that. The two months podcast is presented by BioSteel. use promo code two months pod 25. That's two months pod 25, all capitals to get 25% off your order at checkout. When you go to biostill.ca. Also, the Two Months Podcast is presented by SeatGeek. Use promo code Two Months Pod, all capitals. That's Two Months Pod to get twenty dollars off your purchase at checkout. This public service announcement is brought to you by our friends at CDN. Here's a crazy thought. 
Not all team wear needs a team logo. Stand out in the crowd and rep your team colors with one of CDN's hockey hats. Listen, these hats are phenomenal. We just got ours a little while ago and we've been wearing them nonstop. You know when you find a hat you love and you just can't take it off? Yep, that's how we feel with our CDN hat. Every time we wear it out, we get asked, where did you get that hat? I know what you're thinking. How can I get one? Cue the details. Shop online 24-7 at www.wearecdn.ca and use the promo code 2MUTS for 15% off your order. Again, that's www.wearecdn.ca to get your new favorite hat and use the discount code 2MUTS at checkout for 15% off your order. Now back to the show. Yeah, I need to kind of move to the, our Calgary Flames report sponsored by our friends at Marlou Barbershop in Calgary. They got the uh, location in Marlou and uh, go see Nick and his team there. Tell them that the two, pod, two months podcast sent, uh, sent you to get all the, the dealings, the pricings and uh, making yourself look fresh. But, uh, you know, Vandy, you, you coach, you have so much respect and so much uh, admiration for what the Daryl Sutters and the uh, the Brent Setters and this family does his coaching, but uh, Markstrom, not the greatest start down to nothing. Uh, start the second period. Yeah. Ladar goes in, but uh, you know, kind of reading the room, but also knowing that the team needs to get going and another comeback here from what it looks like. I, th- yeah, I mean, t- I hammered him first period because I, I thought, you know, catching Anaheim on a back to back and, a, a desperation. They just, they didn't, they had the jump, but then they didn't get the save. And I mean, no, everybody who li- who listens and played hockey, you know how devastating that is when you don't get that, that f- those first two saves or whatever it is, you know, two goals on eight shots, whatever it may be, but it just, it kills and it deflates a team as jacked and as pumped as you are. If you don't get that first goal, you need it. You need that first goal. And if you get it scored against you, it just, and then now you're chasing. And that's what they've been doing all year. Yeah. Unfortunately, they've been chasing the game. I don't, I don't know if it's coaching. Um, I wouldn't think so. You know, if we're looking at an Adam team, maybe it is coach got to get the kids pumped up more, <laughs> but we're the professionals. I'm not saying they're not ready, but they're just there. The timing just seems off with this team. And, and now you got Winnipeg who's, who's going on two, three in a row and it's going to be an uphill battle. I hope they can do it. Cause I mean, the, the NHL needs Edmonton and Calgary in the playoffs. Yeah. And uh, whether they play each other or not, Alberta needs it too. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, and I think, I think you're right. I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's the players and, you know, they've even spoken about, okay, this is time to get going here. And this is two games in a row where they've come back in the third period and won. Phil, your thoughts. Yeah. And it's uh, two in a row in the first two in a row after trailing after two periods. So, um, like, like way to, way to dig in. And it's nice. It's nice. This team's actually getting some goal scoring from like some unlikely places too. Like I talked about last podcast, like Walker Dewar, um, basically like saving the game against uh, San Jose. And then uh, tonight, like you get Michael Stone back in the lineup after a couple of months here and he gets a, he gets the game winner here late in the game. Uh, 
But yeah, you need those saves. His first shot of the game again to, again tonight, and uh, Markstrom let in let it in. And then the second goal was a little squeaker; shouldn't have gone in too. But uh, I was actually pretty shocked that uh, Sutter did go with Fladar to start the second period. Um, just not really his style. So you know, maybe it's Daryl Sutter is adjusting a little bit too and being like, okay, like let's try something new here. Let's let's change it up a little bit. So because yeah. uh, I think I think. Uh, Button said it on our interview the other day that, you know, it's been a tough year for Daryl too here in Calgary. Mm. And uh, it, it's been an adjustment for everybody. Like what a shakeup this team's gone through. And uh, like Vandy mentioned, like it kind of sucks that, you know, Vancouver start, sorry, not Vancouver, uh, Winnipeg starting to come on now. Um, they absolutely just smoked the New Jersey devils today, which it's like, you know, you look at that schedule, you see the flames have, um, the flames have the ducks and the jets have the devils, like who you're picking, right? Mm-hmm. You're yeah. picking the flames to win and probably the devils to win. But unfortunately the Winnipeg jets won and you know, they're, they're going to stay two points ahead uh, tonight. And uh, an- another thing you got to think about too, is the flames need, need more than just to to tie the jets. Cause the jets have the tiebreaker too. So we'll, uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens here, but you know, they've got points in now 11 of their last 14 games. So, like, like unfortunately, that it could be too little too late, but we'll see what happens here. Um, I don't know. If they sneak in, I don't know if I'd want to play them in the first round. Yeah. And what, that, do you th- what do you think about that, Bosco? Um you know, I, I agree. I don't think that's a that's a team you want to you want to play. I know when we had button on, we kind of touched on that and and his he kind of perked up and was like yeah you're making it you're making you make a good point like and i think there's probably 10 12 episodes ago even vandy talked about it in, in that way of like you know like these guys have been in one goal games and that's going to bold well for them going in the playoffs if they can get in um but your your thoughts ginther here now they're three back from seattle so say if you know seattle has two games in hand uh, ginther but you know where where do things stand um, do you think Seattle gets in, you know, I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but, um, get your kind of your, your overall thoughts. Like, cause Seattle's got Arizona tomorrow and then they got the Canucks on Tuesday. They got Arizona on Thursday. Then they got the Blackhawks Saturday. So it's a big week. They got four games. There's a this lot week. of Arizona coming up. And that's <laughs> it. Yeah. There's, there's three, they got their next, uh, their next three, three or five of Arizona. Yeah. yeah. So your kind of thoughts, like, you know, Arizona has been tough, but, um, only two of those are uh, two of those games are are you know not in the place that does does really well because Arizona is really tough at home, but only one of them is that in their barn. But uh, do you think maybe that's the team that Flames would be trying to catch? Is more Seattle or uh, no? I, I still think it is Winnipeg. You got that head to head coming up on Wednesday. I think that's the, the make or break right there because you look at Calgary's schedule and outside of that game, they got Chicago, they got uh, Vancouver, will be tough, Nashville. I don't know. Yeah. It's, and like Phil says, you look at today, even everyone assumed that Winnipeg goes down to the Devils and the Flames easily win. And while well, the Flames won, it wasn't easy. And the, the Jets crushed the Devils. And see, it's hard to count these games at the end of the year as, as anything, but you got to go in and just get the W like, mm-hmm. one game at a time. Um, I kind of, well, we'll probably talk about the Sabres later, but kind of dealing with that up there as well, how it's like, and you're watching scoreboard and the teams you think should lose, they win. You're like, oh no, it's over. And then 
you keep picking up wins and somehow they stumble to a team they should have beat. So that's kind of how it is as you come down the stretch here. Yeah. And then yeah. And we'll move to the Buffalo Sabres. Your kind of thoughts on Devin Levi's appearance. Um, you know, uh, very great in my opinion, um, you know, in a big week, uh, big weekend for them. And Tuck is, uh, has definitely fit in in that organization very well. You know, he had the hat trick over the weekend, one of one of five over, uh, over the Saturday night schedule, but, uh, your thoughts on Levi and where Buffalo's at, and do you still think they can get in? I, what are they? Only four points out, or is it? Uh... Uh, yeah, they're they're right they're right there with games in hand and stuff. If they win them out, they they could they get in. But I mean, it's going to be tight. They got a lot of tough games. Their last five days, they have four games of the last five days. But you never know. I mean, as a Sabre fan, we haven't had this in more than a decade where games still matter at this point. Normally, by January, we're watching the draft board. And, seeing who the prospects are, but at this point, no, like Levi, that was, I was so nervous for the kid, but he played outstanding. I thought like coming in all the pressure, all the hype that was going on there in Buffalo, like that, that market just loves their team and they're all over it. And it was crazy how much expectation was on him, but he, I think he definitely uh, lived up to it and played outstanding. And people were calling for him to play the next day, back to back. Those college guys do that all the time, but yeah. They let him rest and UPL played well too. So I think, many, uh, yep. How many games do you think he gets from here to the rest of the season? Uh, they got what? Eight to go. I think no seven to go. Yeah. Seven. I think so. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets four, honestly, like Anderson's on the, the IR right now. I, I don't know. I'm guessing Anderson will get the Ottawa game right at the end. Um, but it's crazy because they have four goalies on their active roster with Comrie as well. Yeah. So I don't know, but it is, it's playoff push. So I think you got to play the hot hand. And right now that, I mean, one game, but that kid's shown that he's, he's got that ability to rise up in any situation. I think. And ride him. Yeah. Daddy, your, your thoughts and kind of what uh, even Alex talk has done and, and what do you do with a young goaltender here in Levi? Just make I, I, I mean, <laughs> it's easy for us to say, but I would ride them. I mean, they yeah. they don't have the easiest schedule coming up. But that being said, perhaps a lot of these teams have got locked in spots. Maybe guys are getting rest. They can catch teams off guard. Um, but I don't. I mean, if he truly is your future, then ride them. I mean, as a buff, you know, if you're a Buffalo fan, then you got to love this. You're playing oh, yeah. a meaningful <laughs> game. And that's what you want these kids to 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 get a taste. If they're not going to make the playoffs, then let them let them play meaningful games in in April, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and no better than than get the lead, get, give the kid a shot. Yeah, ride the shit out of them. Ginter, what, is, is there a reason why he wears number twenty seven? I know they kind of said it a bit on the broadcast, but they didn't really go into the full story. Do you know? Uh, it had to do with birthdays. I think his dad's birthday was the twenty seventh or something. His was the twenty. Like he was normally number one, but UPL already had that, so yeah, they took the twenty seven. I'm pretty sure it had to do with birthdays for him and his dad. Yeah. Okay. Get rid of that. Um, and then Phil, your thoughts of what you've seen, and you know, obviously Tage Thompson's had an amazing year. He's probably on one of the best value contracts in the NHL, around just under two million, and. You know, his new deal kicks in next year, but uh, he's been a hell of a player. Tuck's been a hell of a player. Darlene's been, you know, un- amazing. And, you know, this has been a pretty good year and they've had some ups and downs, but, uh, you know, they're in the fight right now. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I was going to ask Ginter, what's with uh, what's with Devin Levi's little routine there? Oh, 
oh, where crazy, he like eh? <laughs> kneels down and meditates and what like what is that? He talked about how this came to be during um, World Juniors because he had never had like TV timeouts before. He's like, what do I do like during this? So his dad, I think, reminded him of like Star Wars, and it's like basically one of the scenes from Star Wars where. I, I'm not a Star Wars guy, but one of the Jedi Knights feels down like that. So that's what he does. It's like it just gets him to block everything else out. He just kind of meditates, keeps himself in the in the game, and seems to be his thing. And I think that's pretty crazy for a kid, a rookie, to come in and do that. And it's so different. And he did say that someone on um, uh, the uh, the Rangers skated by and said something to him. He's like, I didn't even catch it. I was too zoned out. But I'm like, you got vets being like what is this kid doing like who is this but still have the confidence to go and do it like that's pretty, pretty i feel like I the uh the, the guys on the shovels had no clue what to do either right? they just <laughs> yeah, kind of like veered around, around him like okay this is yeah. what's going on yeah you get you get, a goalie they're weird yeah and goalies are weird like i remember you know even redich he would uh it was always weird. like he would start the like, tv timeout he would always go straight to center and then go right to the bench and then when he come back he come straight to straight to center right at center ice and he comes straight in like it was yeah. just like it's different and then like even sean monahan he would have another weird one too where he would you know he would never sit on the bench during a tv timeout he would skate with no gloves on just this stick kind of envisioning a play is he would take his gloves off and he would just skate around just with the stick it's uh these guys got little traditions and superstitions and all that but uh um, we'll move on and finish up kind of probably on the uh, a little bit of more Eastern stuff here. And uh, Vandy, your thoughts on what Tampa Bay Lightning are looking right now. And uh, the last two to three, Vasilevsky's had a shutout um, in that middle game. He only allowed one goal. He is uh, he's feeling it again. And, you know, I know Sergeyev got hurt, but I don't think he's going to be out long term. Um, that team is humming again, Vandy, isn't it? Well, you've got, I mean, <laughs> what are we going on, five years this team has been rolling, and they they know that the the regular season is a is a marathon, not a sprint. So that I'm sure panic never ever even reached that room at all at any time this year. And you can just tell they're they're vet they got a veteran lineup. They've been there. They know what it takes. All you got to do is get in. Doesn't matter. It's a tough road, no matter what path you're taking. So. Yeah. You know, they've finished number one in the East. They've, you know, finished third and they've won either way. So they, they know what it takes and, and you're seeing it. Yeah. Push yeah. enough just to get in and then let's get her going. Yeah. No, it'll be, uh, I, I like their mix. You know, I know even some people were telling me today, ah, oh, they're a little bit inexperienced in the back end. They don't have Ryan McDonough, but I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be, you got Victor Hedman. Yeah. You got Sergeyev, you got Hedman. Um, so they'll, they'll be okay. They're going to be doing their, their normal damage and it whatnot. Phil, your thoughts on, you know, what you're seeing from some of these teams out East and, and, um, you know, I guess more of the lightning are kind of the bigger story. The penguins, it was a rough one. Yeah. Day, but you know, the Bruins, they just continue to, to dominate regardless of how things are. And, you know, it wasn't easy against the St. Louis blues today, but they still found a way to win. And, you know, and blues got back in good on them, uh, not giving up, but, um, you know, and that 60 wins for the Boston Bruins, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, just going back to Tampa Bay, like, you know, they, they shut out the Islanders and the Hurricanes. Like you just said, those, those were the two teams that they shut out in the last three games here. And, 
you know, Sorokin's one of the best goalies in the league, and they chased him from that game. So, um, obviously, those guys are starting to fire on all cylinders. And, um, and yeah, the Boston Bruins, like, what's, like, the goal differential? Do you, Does anybody know that off by 120? Yeah, rounds 118, 120, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, unreal, hey? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're they're, they're going to be a force, so... But then again, you know what? You just got to get in the playoffs and you never know what happens, right? Yeah. Ginter, is there any other teams out, out east that, you know, that you've seen a lot that are intriguing? Obviously, there's their usual suspects, but there's there something that you're kind of keeping an extra eye on? Is there someone that's like, you know, something that's kind of system play or? Well, I, I am curious about the Devils just because I see that, like I've talked about before, the Sabres kind of following that next year, hopefully making that jump, like just a, a fast young team, lots of skill. Um, I'm curious how they do in the playoffs. Like you're going to go up against the Rangers who have a more veteran team. They've been there before. Um, I don't think the devil's goaltending is the greatest. It's been good enough, but I'm just curious to see how they do and how like Jack Hughes holds up those type of guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to Boston, like, I, that team's just unbelievable. I cannot, like, I kind of like three, four years ago, I'd already said that team's too old. They're going to start fading off and they just keep coming. And this year, like, they're going to set that wins record. Like, that's unbelievable. We interrupt the Two Mutts podcast to bring you some breaking news. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a fresh shave to a beard trim, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using code 2MUTS for 20% off and free shipping. Listen, I'm a real lazy guy. I hate shaving every day. Ask my wife. I leave thousands and thousands of little stubble in the sink. It's time to tame your mane. No one likes a weird beard. Say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with Manscaped's Pro Beard Kit. It all starts with the Beard Hedger. This thing is a juggernaut of fixin' faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair-cutting lengths all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. That's right. Face grooming does not need to be hard. Get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. Plus, it's waterproof, so you can please your wife and shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink. The titanium-coated T-blade is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. This kit does not end there, though. They have created four dermatologist-tested formulations for your post-trim care. First, beard shampoo and conditioner, then beard oil, and finally, beard balm. The Pro Beard Kit also comes with three free gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code 2MUTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code 2MUTS. Manscaped, beard hedger, 
One stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. The Two Mutts Podcast is brought to you by Free Bars, and Free Bars are arguably the best tasting energy bar. You might have heard Free Bars on the podcast before, and maybe you've tried them at Edmonton's most popular farmers markets. Free Bars focus on three main things for their bars. One, Free Bars are free of priority allergens, including peanuts, nuts, dairy, eggs, gluten, and soy. Second, Free Bars taste great. I was talking to Luke, the man behind Free Bars, and the comments they get while sampling is always positive. Everyone loves how they taste. Three, they are full of healthy and whole ingredients, nothing artificial and no preservatives. Free Bars are made right here in Edmonton and they are quickly popping up in stores around the city. Free Bars use a mixture of hemp hearts, honey, and gluten-free oats as their base. And then there are the three flavors, chocolate chip, mint chocolate chip, and the popular coconut. Free Bars' list of ingredients is short. Like in the coconut, there's just hemp hearts, honey, gluten-free oats, shredded coconut, and coconut oil. That's it. As school gets back into the swing of things and hockey season starts, parents and kids are bringing free bars to the rink as a healthy, delicious snack. Want to try? Listeners of this podcast will get 20% off with the promo code 2MUTS. That's one word, 2MUTS, and the discount will be applied at checkout. Learn more about free bars by visiting us at Strathcona's Farmer's Market, Bountiful Farmer's Market, and St. Albert Farmer's Market, or online at freebars.ca. Want to pick it up at the store? Check out freebars.ca for a full list of our realtors. Don't forget the promo code, two months, and have arguably the best tasting energy bar today. That's Free Bars. Um, we'll finish up on this. So obviously we're seeing what we're seeing with, with the Boston Bruins. I'll go around the horn here. Um, and this is a final segment. Um, Clay, your thoughts are, can I go, go to you first? So obviously we're seeing what we're seeing with the Boston Bruins. We're seeing what we see with Connor McDavid. So what is more impressive to you? Is it the Boston Bruins 60 wins and counting or, you know, the amazing year that Connor McDavid, Mc, Connor McDavid is having? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I, I don't. Oh, I, I, I'd have to say it's it's what the Boston Bruins are doing, and look, what Connor's doing is unbelievable as well. But um, in this day and age, with video, with with <laughs> egos, with contracts, with I mean, the contracts are so big nowadays and, and egos play so much of a factor on a team for them to be this consistent, you know, putting what they've, what they're doing this year aside, but for them to be this consistent for this long, it is incredible. And, and for, for them to do, be doing what they're doing this year with, like I say, video and, and the amount of coaching that goes in off the ice nowadays, it, well, I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I know I've used remarkable a lot tonight, but it, it, it it's impressive. It's impressive how how you can. It, it's teams should be benchmarking what the Boston Bruins do and yeah. how they 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 create a culture and they stand by it and they all believe in each other, play for each other. And I mean, look what they've done to Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall has been relegated to you know 
essentially a second and third line player. Yeah. And, and how he's accepted that role. Jake DeBrusque, how he, you know, he, these guys would be number one line players on any other team, I would think, but, but they've accepted their role and they play it and they do it. And nobody says a word. You never hear any shit come out of Boston. No, ever. No. Like for the last 10 years, there's nothing. And if there is, it's, it's kibosh. Even the DeBrusque contract, right? It, 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 you know, I'm sure if, but I'm sure if we're out in Boston, there is a lot of heat on it, but it's, it's like, there's a reason why Jake DeBrusque wanted to stay, even though he may have asked for a trade. Deep down, hey, inside, didn't that want kind of thing. Me. It's yeah. the culture. It's it's impressive. It's yeah. impressive what they're doing. Genther, your thoughts on kind of that question and what we're seeing? Because I think at the start of the year, we all, you know, a lot of us and here and experts around the world didn't really see Boston doing what they're doing. And not to say that we probably saw that Connor can do it. We all believe that he should do it. Now that he is doing it, it's also remarkable too. But your thoughts on that? Oh yeah, like what Connor's doing is un- unbelievable. Like, yeah, I, I keep thinking like if that guy wasn't on that team, where would the Oilers be? Like honestly, would they like dry saddle's good, but um, but with Boston, yeah, like I say, I I, I was picking them to miss, miss the playoffs this year again. I think they're just getting so old, but they just keep keep rolling. They've got that that culture going, like Bandy says. Um, and I think a lot of it started with Patrice Bergeron, his contract, his initial contract, and everyone falling under that, and just able to keep good talent, keep the keep the the cap low, and just build and build. Like, that team is so deep; it's unbelievable. It'll be interesting to see what happens next year. Now that Pasternak's going to get paid, you already got McAvoy making quite a bit of money. I think things will start to change then. So this could be kind of their last kick at it. But again, to end up. I can't see them not doing it, but setting the wins record NHL history. That's, and it, I don't feel like it's even been talked about that much. That's just yeah. crazy. Yeah, it is for sure. Um, and final thoughts to you, Phil, and your thoughts and kind of, you know, comparing both together and one versus the other. Well, Vandy and Ginther are going to get the Oilers fan hate, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Connor McDavid. <laughs> You know, like we talked about Connor Bedard at the top of the show uh, and like how he's been able to kind of take that team on his back, you know, and then like nothing against the rest of the Oilers. But if Connor wants to win a game, I feel like the Oilers are winning the game. And uh, that's what scares me about Connor McDavid, because I think he's got one thing in his sights and that's the Stanley Cup. And uh, I don't think he really cares about how many goals and points he's getting. He's just doing what he can do to win games. And I feel like if Connor McDavid wants that Stanley Cup, he's going to go get it, even if he has to go get it on his own. Um, fortunately, he does have some pretty good support uh, with Leon Dreisaitl, Zach Hyman, Nugent Hopkins. Those guys are having amazing years. Um so I I just I just give the nod to Connor because I think he's taken this team by himself to the next level. I, I, and I, and I was, I was going to get yeah. your thoughts on this question too, Bosco. You know what? I'm going to save it for, uh, for the Elliot <laughs> Freeman interview. So <laughs> you're just a teaser. Eh? You're just such a tease. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'll give you a little quick play on it. I, I, um, I think it's Boston just because, you know, 
I think it's amazing what Connor's doing. It's unreal. And I think this is going to be something we see from him going forward. I don't know how many other times we're going to see another team do this. Like I know Tampa was there and it feels like it's a bit different just because Boston had so many injuries and key injuries and question marks coming in. Like there were so many top players and it was like, Krejci left, then he came back, and as like Clay talked about, it was like, well, the brusque and this and that, and then like they had no McAvoy, and then they had no Marchant, and they had no Grizzlick. Like they're missing some pretty important players, and and then you know nothing to take away from Jim Montgomery. Like you know he was hell of a coach behind the bench um, in Dallas, and you know he learned and learned to, learned the lesson, and you know paid the dues and you know, came back as an assistant coach and did amazing and then got another head coaching job because he, he earned that opportunity. He put in the time and he got better and it was just amazing to see what he's doing, but I don't think anyone thought maybe he would have led a team like this. And, um, you know, just that, that goaltender punch is, it's been good. And I know we've talked about in our internal chat, there's really not been a lot of adversity. Maybe they don't face any, or maybe they do. We'll see. Like, obviously, the playoffs is two weeks away. So, you know, but they've had a lot of injuries here, too. And they're, 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 they're rotating. That's adversity, adversity in itself. Right? It is, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I look at the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, they, today, they set a record for addressing 46 players for the start <laughs> of the year. They had 46 different players have worn the Leaf jersey this year. And Colorado's right behind them, too, at that 43. So, um, you know, the other teams are a lot of out of playoff teams and, you know, Chicago and whatnot, but they're just another injury. And it, it, for Toronto, like it's, it, it's get this guy and then he gets injured. So I don't know. We'll see what Toronto does, but I'm not going to like that. We'll, we'll go into that in another podcast, but just the fact that how many important injuries Boston's had and they've been able to poke through it and they've stayed with that regime where it's like, Allmark starts three and then Swayman starts one. And, you know, and that way that rotation worked out is Swayman played both games against Edmonton. So we didn't really get to see, you know, the best goaltender versus the best player in a way, right? This year, but maybe we do in later in the summer. If anything, that's the only question mark Boston has is goaltending experience in the playoffs. In the playoffs. It's a different And and, and And that's a part that, like, we're going to get into that a little bit more because I'm going to do some digging here and do some numbers because there's a lot of teams going into the playoffs with that situation. Um, you know, so we'll see. Like Matt Murray just got concussed. So from it looks like he didn't he didn't play. Like he was just in net and was but he didn't dress half their lineup today. I know, but and like, I look on the sheet and it's like rest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, load management now, right? So it's the way the NA, like NBA started. Now the NHL is following it. And Boston did it too with Bergeron and these other guys. Like Bergeron hasn't played in a bit because he's getting some load management rest and whatnot. And are we doing a playoff prediction? We are, yeah. So we're going to do that. But that's what I... On April 6th. And that's what I worry about, though. I worry about that. Like, you know, the Winnipeg Jets have a tougher schedule than the Flames, but... Those last two games, I I believe, are against like Colorado and Minnesota. So they're resting their good players. How is that fair? You're gonna throw in guys who are hungry, like Montreal right now. They got well, all these kids you never heard of, and they're beating everybody because they're just hungry yeah. to play. And show what they can do. Yeah, I'll, I'll say what you said there, Phil. That's not gonna happen for like Minnesota and Colorado because Minnesota, Colorado, and like those teams, they're all you know fighting for that for that 
position. They, they want playoffs. Right? So like, they, they want home ice. So like, I think teams like that, like Edmonton, there's really not going to be any load management, you know, like Toronto's already locked up where they're playing. We are like, that's one series. We know that's guaranteed that's happening already. Like the other ones are still a little bit of movement, but you know, Toronto has the four point gap with a game in hand and they do play the, the lightning. I think the second to last game of the year. So it, that, that'll be a, another telltelling sign. Hey, and by the way, Phil, the flames had like 77 games to move ahead of the jets. Yeah. It shouldn't come down that, to this. No. <laughs> Well, it is Vandy, so. <laughs> well, I know. I'm I'm just as mad as you are. Yeah, I'm an Alberta I'm not fan. mad. I'm I'm anxious. I'm anxious. I buddy. know you, you can tell. We just, just want to get there, be, right? But, just be patient, but, man. It's it's gonna happen. Yeah. What would what would they call? What would they say to me in Edmonton media? I'm pissy. You are. You sound pissy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was gonna ask you, Bosco. Was was uh, was Cujo the e bug tonight? Was yeah yeah. Was Curtis no Jones. Curtis, he did. He confirmed it through a That would oh, yeah. wouldn't that yeah. have been a crazy? They just they they because obviously Murray got hurt in the first, and they just had like they had a they showed a video of him coming in with his gear, and they're like, oh yeah, he was 50, wearing his, he was wearing his lethal like and, and uh, can you admit that crowd would have went bonkers? Oh, that's that's what they're saying on the Sportsnet broadcast. They thought it was a joke, but after the game, um, one of the uh, the relief reporters sent them a text and. He confirmed that, yeah, he was there as the e bug that night. So, 54 years old, 55 years old. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. That would, been, that would have been wild in that arena, but uh, but yeah, I just and that's what I mean with the Leafs. Like, I know we're kind of going a little bit long here, just like it. Just I look there and I'm like, it's get Kate, you get Ryan O'Reilly, and three games later, his broken finger and he's out. And it's like Matt Murray's the third big injury he's had. and you know, it's, I don't know, like they've had injuries and, but that's part of the game, man. It is what it is. You know, at the end of the day, you go in the playoffs and you play with what you can play with to let the players play. And that's how it's dictated, man. You can't complain about injuries or this or that. The Leafs are going into playing the best goaltender in the world in Vasilevsky and the least, you know, top five players need to find a way to get over that. And, and if they don't, there'll be changes for sure, as we know, but, uh, and so I don't know. We'll uh, we'll leave it to that. Um, yeah, and our next uh, our next guest is going to be Elliot Freeman. So looking forward to that. Um, and then uh, Hattrick Dale slash Dave on our ball hockey team. He's got an in on a really good get. So uh, we'll uh, leave that there. But uh, he is a legend in Calgary. So we'll tease that. But uh, so we'll find that out tomorrow. But uh, thanks for everyone for tuning in. And uh, listening and subscribing and uh, taking the time to uh, to you know listen to us for banter here these four months um, appreciate it all the all the respect in the world and uh, you guys be safe out there be kind and uh, we'll chat with you guys and uh, the next day actually because we'll have uh, Elliot on so enjoy. <laughs>